Welcome to 1869, the Cornell University Press podcast. I'm Jonathan Hall. This episode, we speak with J. Howard Geller. J. is the Samuel Rosenthal Professor of Judaic Studies and Professor of History at Case Western Reserve University. He's the author of Jews in Post-Holocaust Germany, 1945-1953, co-editor of Three-Way Street, and author of the new book from Cornell, The Sholems, a story of the German-Jewish bourgeoisie from emancipation to destruction. Cornell University Press's marketing director, Martin Beanie, spoke to Jay about his new book, Live, at our exhibit booth in the hustle and bustle of this month's American Historical Association meeting in Chicago, Illinois. We hope you enjoy the interview. Well, Jay, thanks for joining us in the booth. This is kind of exciting. First time we've done a podcast live uh, at a conference. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, Martin. Absolutely. So, uh, we're here at AHA in Chicago. Sunny, warm Chicago, bizarrely, as well, for January. Um, what are your thoughts on, on the conference? The AHA is, um, it's always a little bit of a treat for me. I usually go to the conference of the German Studies Association and the Association for Jewish Studies, which are really right in my intellectual wheelhouse. So, coming to the AHA is a chance to sample other things, see what else is going on outside of the narrow province of my own specialties. Uh, that said, I, I heard a fascinating lecture by the brilliant Adam Tooze today on European history and about recentering Europe, uh, rethinking Europe uh, in an era when people think of Europe as provincialized history or doesn't really matter anymore. But marshalling economic statistics, political history, Tooze showed how contemporary Europe is actually right at the heart of what's going on, so the nexus of political economy internationally. And that was. That was a, an eye-opening talk, I think, for everyone in the audience. Excellent. So when you go to these kind of scholarly conferences, do you, uh, is attending sessions and listening to panels and papers like the highlight for you, or is it kind of the networking, the chance to walk around a book exhibit? I mean, what, is, what are the things you get, you know, you're sort of anticipating as you build up to a conference? Yeah, to a large degree, these conferences are a little bit like going back to a college reunion. <laughs> I get to see my friends from graduate school, whom I see maybe once a year, sometimes less frequently than that. And that's great. I get to catch up. I love walking through the book. I love to see what's new, what the trends are, what's coming out. And again, just reaching out beyond my own field. I'm certainly aware of what's new in my own field. But seeing what other scholars are working in, in, um, in fields that are of interest to me, but aren't necessarily my research focus. So love the book exhibit. It's yeah. like going to an intellectual candy shop. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Every kid in the candy store. Exactly. Um, well, so one of the reasons that we're chatting with you is because we're, we're shortly, we're not very far away now from your book uh, coming out. So rather than me uh, destroying uh, anything in anticipation, tell us about the book. Tell us, tell us what you want us to know about the book as we're a couple of months out. My book, The Sholems, A Story of the German-Jewish Bourgeoisie from Emancipation to Destruction. Nicely done, by the way. Not everybody knows their own title, so good, good. <laughs> Thanks, sir. It's a group biography of a single family of German Jews from Berlin, as well as a social history of their class, of their milieu, over the course of nearly two centuries. And what makes it particularly interesting is that it's a biography of the family of the very famous German-born Israeli thinker, Gershom Scholem. He's arguably the most important Jewish thinker of the 20th century. And there's, a, there's been quite a bit of scholarship on him, but very little on him in his German context. 
even less looking at his family. Fascinating, fascinating family. What is the one, like, so if, if, if you were to meet random person on the street and they said to you, Jay, what do you do? They're like, I'm an author. Uh, what's the thing, the one thing that you would tell that person who had no idea what you were talking about, that's in the book, that's like that nugget that you're wanna, you want them to know? So when faced with looming disaster, or even before then, as the German Jews began to see their, their world unravel bit by bit, there were different ways they thought that things could go. I think it's important not to, to view their experience in the hindsight of what we know happened, but look at it from their perspective in the 1910s, 1920s, early 1930s. And the book presents, shows that there were many different options they thought were viable for them. And the family, the Sholem family, represents that. Four brothers, one was a Zionist, one was a communist, one was a centrist bourgeois liberal, and the fourth was a German nationalist. And they thought that these were the paths that would solve their problems, that would solve their Jewish question, if you will. Now, we know, looking back, we can follow the thread. What happened? What was the most effective, safest path? But at the time, no one knew. Mm-hmm. Everything seemed to open. So which of, so you had the, the Zionist, the communist, communist, the bourgeois liberal, liberal yeah. democrat, and then the nationalists. Okay, so which of the four brothers, right? Um, which of the four ideologies or, or ways of looking at life in a sense do you think was the, it was one more interesting than the other to you? Did you find yourself drawn, um, you know, down one of these, these paths more than the other? Because it sort of sounds like four guys walk into a bar. There's a Zionist, the communist. You know, yeah, so like, it does which, sound like that. Which one of, which one of them uh, could have really caught your attention? Well, I mean, the, the communist had the most exciting life, if you will. He was one of Stalin's chief opponents within Germany. He was purged from the Communist Party. Uh, his being an, an anti-Stalinist communist didn't seem to uh, prevent the Nazis from arresting him and sending him to the camps, but he was really at the cutting edge of 20th century history, and he was really making history. The Zionist brother uh, was living largely a life of the mind, but also had his moment of, of political engagement. I think that the two brothers who had the more bourgeois existence are somewhat overlooked by historians. As, well, I mean, these guys, were, they were not revolutionaries mm-hmm. of the mind, revolutionaries, political sense. And yet, I, I think that their lives are extremely interesting because they force us to rethink what we think people were thinking about at the time hmm. and to think about what options would we have chosen. It, it, Zionists or the communists, it's exciting, but not necessarily typical. Or what, it, took, it took a lot of... Uh, gumption and, and certain experiences to, to sear one into choosing such an atypical path that was in some sense high risk high reward yeah right what drew you into the family like what you know what piqued your interest to, to begin the kind of the, the quest to write this book if you like I stumbled across the story completely accidentally as so I was writing my first book which was about German Jewish history after 1945 I was looking at some documents and noticed that they were published by the Scholem Publishing House in Berlin. And Scholem Publishing House in Berlin, what's this? Same last name as this thinker I've heard about, who I also don't know too much about. Uh, Later, I came across an encyclopedia entry that mentioned 
Werner Scholem, the communist, and I thought, it's interesting. What's his connection? Turned out he's one of the older brothers, this famous thinker. I thought, well, this is, there's something going on here. There's a story. There's a communist revolutionary here, established publishing house. Who are these people? So I read Gershom Scholem's autobiography, which he writes somewhat scathingly about the world in which he grew up. It's not not, the, not the, the, uh, the most unbiased portrait. But I realized this is a fascinating family. The diversity of opinion, the world they lived in, uh, is an incredibly interesting milieu that disappeared. It was destroyed in Germany, dissipated throughout the world in emigration. And I thought there's a real story to be told here. And it's not just the famous thinker. It's not just an intellectual history. It's not just the political history of the communists. There's something much broader here, socially, culturally going on. Um, there's a moment in 20th century German history, Jewish history, that I want to capture with this family. <laughs> right. So when you, so you, you had your interest peaked by this, you kind of like, yeah, you got, I can see you getting, you know, I can picture you getting taken down this rabbit going hole down the of, of the family. You're like, oh, another, you know. Um, when you were writing the book, or maybe even when doing the research and then writing the book, who did you have, like, who did you envision reading? You know, you, I, I almost, at least from my perspective, I almost, I always think about, well, who's, who's picking this up and reading it, right? So when you were doing that, did you have sort of a, you know, a, 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 an image of the uh, ideal reader? Yeah, even though the book's being published by a university press, I always thought that the reader, the, the target reader for this book was not, automatically an academic. Mm -hmm. I have this book because of its story of a family, story of German Jewish society, story that ties in the Holocaust history would have great appeal to educated lay people, if you will, people outside the academy who are just broadly interested in history, in thought, in, in thinkers. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of people go on vacation and want to hit a history museum and see some monuments, <laughs> right. you know, who go around Berlin with their historical guidebook. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Um, okay, so last question for you. Uh, is there some little random quirky anecdote that, that we should know about family? The story is full of, of quirky anecdotes. I can anecdotes. imagine. That, that's kind of why I'm, I'm hoping you get a, a single one out for Just us. one. Yeah, just one. All right, so at the, just as the Great Depression is beginning, this family, they were a family of printers. They owned several print shops in Berlin. Uh, just as the Great Depression is heating up, Things are starting to go downhill for the German middle class, especially the German Jewish middle class, disproportionately involved in commerce. They had an uncle who essentially panicked and committed suicide by blowing himself up. Wow. He, how, did, how did he blow up? Like what? I mean, it's macabre, I realized. But what was the technique? How did he do this? He turned on the gas in his print shop. Oh, my gosh. And then created a backdraft when the doors oh, were open and all the oxygen rushed in. Blew up himself, the print shop, and it was, the explosion was so large that four fire engines were called. A thousand, according to the newspapers, a thousand people were gathered in the streets to watch the fire department combat the blaze. And his, his nephew had to fight his way to the, through the crowd to find out what happened, rush the children off. Mm -hmm. And then because the showrooms were printers, they were connected to the press barons of Berlin and they used their pull to suppress the story wow. to keep it out of the newspapers. Wow. They called around to the various press barons. <clears throat> they agreed not to run the story, but then when one press baron's newspapers had already run the story, the others broke the embargo and said, we have to do it. A few days later, uh, Gershom Sholem from Palestine 
writes to his mother and says, well, is there, was there an obituary for Uncle Max? His mother says, obituary? Believe me, this story was publicized enough. Everyone knows. <laughs> so that, uh, that seems like a great um, insight into the kind of story you're telling. And I appreciate you pulling that one out of the many anecdotes within the story. Uh, and I appreciate you sitting down and chatting with us for a little bit. And it, we're looking forward to, uh, to the book coming out in a few months. So, it's, been, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Jay, thanks very much. That was Cornell Press Marketing Director Martin Beanie speaking with Jay Geller, author of The Sholems, a story of the German-Jewish bourgeoisie from emancipation to destruction. As a loyal listener to the podcast, we'd like to offer you a special 30% discount on Jay's book. To receive your discount, please go to cornellpress.cornell.edu and use the promo code 09POD. If you live in the UK or in Europe, use the discount code CSANNOUNCE and visit the website combinedacademic.co.uk. Thank you for listening to 1869, the Cornell University Press podcast. Podcast.